Hello, and welcome to the Dangerous Creatives Podcast. If you're growing your photography or creative business, you're in the right place. Each week, we deliver a workshop-style solo show, expert interview, or motivating story from our community, so you can tune in to find encouragement, motivation, and ideas to help the right people find you and your amazing work. I'm your host, Kristen Sweeting. I'm a photographer and coach, and my favorite thing is helping dangerous creatives just like you stand out in a world that just wants us to blend in. I'm so glad you're here. Let's dive in. Well, hey, and welcome back to the Dangerous Creatives Podcast. I'm your host, Kristen Sweeting, and today I have Jesse Watts with me, and I'm just so excited for this conversation that we're about to have because Jesse has had the most beautiful, beautiful creative journey over the last couple years, and it didn't come without a lot of hard work and a lot of self-discovery, and so today, if you are feeling oh my gosh, I feel burned out or I'm really coming out of this tough season or I don't know how to keep going with my business because X, Y, Z. Tune in today because um, I just think this story will encourage you. And I think that you'll, that we'll all feel pieces of Jesse's story as we're, as we're going along today. So thanks for being here and listening. Jesse, thank you for being here and sharing with our audience. I can't wait to talk to you about um, the last couple of years. Thank you so much for having me. I'm such a fan of this podcast and really everything you do. I mean, you just make magic. So thanks for having me. It's a big honor. Yeah. Okay. Well, Jesse is a photographer, but not only that, I feel like you're you're a multi-passionate creative. We do voiceovers. <laughs> we do Reiki. We like Just, you know, I feel like when you're in Jesse's presence, you feel more creative. So tell us a little bit about yourself and then we'll kind of dive into what the last couple of years have looked like. Thank you. That's really, that's really sweet. Um, yeah, I mean, my business is centered around photography, but, um, I am, especially now a mental wellness advocate. Um, I have a new passion project called Cowabunga Wisdoms, <laughs> which is Amazing. just a collection. It's really a time capsule, a collection of, you know, juicy, juicy therapy memes that uh, everybody can benefit from. And I feel like if I work on something like that, it keeps me in flow. And if I can be of service in that way, I am happy to Um, and you know, I, I love, I love writing. Um, I love especially essays. Um, and yeah, you mentioned the voiceover over work and I, I also love to do that, but, um, I've just found myself in this town where creatives are celebrated in this way. You know, you can, you can have just as many creative journeys as you want in this town. Exactly. Well, I'm excited today because I feel like we're going to explore a little bit of something we're both passionate about, which is, um, you know, self-discovery and healing as a way to dive more into your creativity and grow your business. I mean, I think there's a meme that goes around that's like, um, if you've ever wanted to like get to know yourself better or do deep spiritual healing, like start a business and yeah. oh my gosh, <laughs> right? That's <laughs> For sure. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, just like the the beautiful journey of learning more about ourselves, about healing, and how those those play into our business. Sometimes I think the business triggers that kind of self-growth and healing. And sometimes I think it is the other way around too. So I'm excited to kind of talk about both of those things with you and what your journey has looked like over the last couple of years as you've embraced a lot of different healing modalities in your own story. For sure. I'm so excited to talk to you about it. Like, I feel like the main takeaway has been if you get brave and courageous within yourself, it only trickles out into being brave and courageous in your business. And that has been one of the more paramount lessons that I've learned in this wild life, <laughs> these wild 36 years. <laughs> yes, same. That's, I mean, that's a lot of what danger school is based around is that, you know, courageous inner work and how that trickles out. So um, we'll start us at the beginning. Where does this journey start for you? Or um, I know we're talking a little bit about a year of yes. What, what did that look like? Like, how did you kind of decide to go on this self-discovery journey? Totally. So you know, it was, it was classic dark night of the soul and it was brought on by a really intense heartbreak. Um, my fiance and I split up, um, in 2021 and I got in my car and headed to the desert. I didn't know what else to do. And it was there that I fell in love with listening to the whisper that says, I think you should do this thing and following it. You know, I feel like so often we have these, these, um, these moments, these whispers, but we never act on them. And so it was like, that was the big one. That was the first one. And when I saw how expansive it was to lean in, to listen intuitively and to act on it, I mean, I kind of got addicted (laughs) and I just kept that going. And so you know, uh, I, I ended up in Santa Fe, New Mexico for, for a few months, uh, during this year of yes, but I also lived in Monterey, California and swam in the ocean every morning and, um, took myself to Reiki training, got Reiki certified, got, um, training and certified in breath work. And I was finding that everything I was drawn to were, were healing modalities and, And so really it was a year of yes, but a year also of self-love, a year of I'm listening. What else do you want to show me? And it became so much more of, of just doing what I wanted to do. It was doing what I felt led and called to do. And that's only bred more opportunity and options. Yeah, that's beautiful. I mean, I, I think so often in our stories, those, the big, you know, the big nudges to go and listen to our intuition come from this big event happening, you know, and it's the thing that almost finally gets us to be like, there's actually not another option except for to listen to my intuition here. Um, But I I think like we get to retrain ourselves to do that even in a day-to-day thing where there's not something really horrible happening too. Okay. So as you were on this journey from place to place, what were some of the healing modalities that you've discovered and, and maybe like how have, how has that made a difference in your life? I think for a lot of us, we're like, I want to learn more about myself. I want to kind of 
heal some of these things from my past or my childhood or this heartbreak, um, but we don't know where to start. So what were some of those things that really helped you? And um, I don't know, what have you fallen in love with through the process? I love that question. Um, One of the very first things I did was I found a course um, all about giving yourself safety and security. And it was about a six-week course. And we met on Zoom once a week, and it was just a a group of women who had some trauma uh, in their past. And it was really, as I'm looking back on it, it was about somatics. So that was step one. And I don't, you know, you're probably really familiar about, you know, with somatic therapy and what that is, is essentially pinpointing a feeling or an emotion in your body, figuring out exactly where it is sitting with the discomfort and then allowing it to process through. And so really it starts with, with getting in touch with my, with my body. I was so disconnected. Um, and every modality from that includes my body. So it's really a holistic, uh, um, approach. And I'm just like over the moon that these modalities all found me. So another one that I saw incredible, like almost, almost instant progress from was cold dipping. So my journey took me to Monterey, like I mentioned. Um, and I was living in a little house for about a month where I could walk to the ocean every morning. And I was just swimming in this like 55 degree water, uh, (laughs) swimming every day in the ocean. And like for the first, the first day it was 10 seconds. Right. And I'm just like cussing the whole time. I'm like, this is miserable. How do people do this? But eventually I was working my way up to 10 minute swims every morning and the mental benefits. I can't even, I can't even tell you like, I was clear. I felt calm. There was a groundedness. Um, I, it's, it's like I had been prescribed the best antidepressant of all time. I was just more present and all of that just came about due to continuous cold exposure. So Gosh. that how long, was, so- okay. How long do you have to cold it? Cause I've been curious about this. We have a Creek in our backyard and I'm yeah. a little bit like, should I go sit in my Creek every morning? Like, will this make <laughs> yes. it? Should, okay. Well, I mean, yeah. you're like, Jesse, come over, sit in my Creek with me. Cause I'm a little terrified. I will, how, how long I'll do you have to do this? Does it, I'll sit in your Creek with you anytime. Me. You're not just lying to me. No, just no. Yeah. And this is all bullshit. I just want to see you get in your Creek. Um, yeah. No, <laughs> I mean, it's, you know, the, the recommended amount of time is 10 to 20 minutes. Um, but that also cold coldness temperature, uh, is a big factor in that, you know, you don't want to go too cold for too long. That'll really fuck your shit up. So don't do that. But, um, but Wim Hof has incredible, (laughs) incredible resources about it. Um, but yeah, I would say even if it's just three minutes in a cold shower or three minutes, you know, it's really about, it's a compounding. So you want to be consistent about it and do it every day. And I, I would not be surprised if you sat in that little creek for three minutes for a week that you would see some really cool benefits. Yeah. Yeah. I love that you bring both of those things up, kind of the somatic therapy and the cold dipping. Cause I do think we forget that our body is a player in so many of our things. This is, you know, mostly a business podcast, but we all know business and relationships and 
all these things tie together because they all influence our sense of safety, like what you're talking about. And I think we forget that if our body's not feeling safe, we might make a weird decision in our business. We mm-hmm. might make a weird decision in our relationships, you know, that yeah. they all really are tied together. Exactly. Like the relationship with yourself is paramount to giving yourself safety and security. And that's going to translate into what you're able to do out in the world. Right. Um, like other, other modalities that became really important were, um, meditation, you know, I mean, if you're having to make quick decisions, uh, as a business owner, you want a clear mind as often as you can get it. You want that neuro pathway to be really grooved and you want a deep groove on that one because you need to be able to think on your feet. And sometimes, you know, that's the difference in cutting yourself short, you know, a few grand, five grand, you know, like you need yeah. to be able to, to really um, make clear and sound judgment calls. I mean, man, what else? Reiki and breath work were also so important. Um, and again, it's it's just connecting yourself to your body and the safety that that gives. Yeah, I love that. I wish it was talked about more because I think what we end up seeing is the end result with people of, um, I got really burned out and I closed down my business or... Mm-hmm. I got scared and I gave a discount to this, um, this quote or, um, and not, and not kind of that we can work with ourselves as we're growing in our Mm -hmm. creativity and all of those things. But, okay. But real talk for a second, when you were doing all of this, were you trying to run a business or was this like your fuck it moment? I'm not going to try to do this. I need to like get away. What was it for you? Exactly. I think creatives need to have their fuck it moments. You have got to be able to, it's, I I've been calling it the art of fucking off (laughs) and you, I mean, but it's true. You have got to embrace the periods where you might be recovering from burnout or you, there's just no more output. You can't do it. There's no more juice left to squeeze. And it is part of the creative process to, to, to rest, you know, to create space for yourself. And I know you're such an advocate for the sabbatical and I have always loved that concept for you. Um, it's something that I feel like you, you know, you talk a lot about, um, in danger school and your masterminds and things like that. And it is so important to give yourself a reset, especially when you're a business owner. Um, and I think so often it's spinning plates and we don't want anything to drop. Uh, but building in that time, that freedom, that space, building that into your business has got to be a priority. Otherwise you will burn out. You will. I mean, I, I was months from giving up. I was months from giving up and somehow, you know, it's, it's incredible what you can do after a reset. I'll just put it that way. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, what are some of those things that you did after a reset? Because I know, and we'll get into it more too, because I think it's really easy to lean into the befores and afters, even though I love them too. Let's talk about them yeah. too. But like, <laughs> yeah. like, it's also okay to step away for a while if you need to. And like putting yourself mm-hmm. first and your mental health first is so important. And I love that you did that. I 
you're feeling burned out or stuck in your creative business, we want to invite you to join our self-paced business coaching course, Danger School. It's full of audio and video lessons, plus a workbook, templates, and coaching examples and assignments. So you can break out of pricing plateaus, reignite your joy in your business, and bring in financial abundance. Our clients have been able to double and triple their revenue, create more space in their personal lives, land dream projects, get major features, and give back to their communities. You can download and listen to these lessons on your phone just like this podcast, and we have lots of clients who go back to certain sections again and again when they need to break out of a rut. You can find this course and all of our coaching offerings at dangerschool.com. Now back to our episode. But yeah, what has life looked like on the other side of taking this break and kind of how have you been more courageous since then? Totally. So like, you know, I'm calling this a, a my year of yes, but it could be a weekend of yes or a week of yes or whatever, but it just needs to be the practice of listening to yourself when you need a rest. And, you know, on the other side of this, I, you know, I come back from the desert <laughs> and I... I'm feeling so alive again for the first time in years. And the first thing I wanted to do was pick up my camera. And obviously I had been shooting a little bit in the desert, but I wanted to start shooting people that I really looked up to. And, and so speaking about that, that bravery and the courage that comes after like a reset and after listening to yourself and learning to trust yourself, it's, um, it was easy. It was easy to reach out to these people that I so looked up to and respected and just offered them something, right? Like I would love to do a shoot with you. Would you, would you be, you know, would you be interested in, you know, sp- you know, ha- having an hour long shoot or whatever. And so I started having these lifestyle shoots and I felt so energized doing that. So I was just paying attention to what was giving me energy versus what was taking my energy away. So that was another kind of somatic practice of really listening. And, and I was just kind of finding that each, each one of those shoots would lead to another shoot, which would lead to another shoot. And so I was following, following the, the path, right, the, the breadcrumbs. Um, it eventually led me to be really brave um, and to hire a business coach. Who, <laughs> me? <laughs> <laughs> and you are so good. You are so good at what you do. But never, two, three years ago, that's I was in such a money mindset of I have nothing to spare. Energetically, I had nothing to spare. And so being really brave and in taking the leap of investing in myself has, has given benefits I didn't even know existed. And I mean, now I'm, you know, we're recording this in May of 2023 and it's on record to be my biggest month of all time, you know, and I just am really leaning into this practice of listening and following and doing what feels fun and energized, you know? I love that. Um, yeah. And I love that you bring up that it's it's both things because I think a lot of times people think to be a really successful business, you have to kind of push against your body or do 
stuff that you don't want to do. And it doesn't mean that you're not working hard, but I think our intuition plays a lot more into it than we think it does, or we think it should. And, um, I'm like our inspiration too. Cause I know a lot of the reason people do get burned out is they push themselves based on what they think other people want them to do, what they Mm -hmm. think is going to make other people happy. Was that hard for you? Cause I'm, you know, I'm looking at your year of yes with a lot of awe and inspiration and also being like, oh my gosh, all I can see is the people I feel like I would let down or the, like Mm -hmm. that I wouldn't be making decisions for other Mm -hmm. people anymore. It would be for me. I don't know. Was that hard for you at all to kind of let go of people pleasing and some of that in the process? That's exactly it. Right. Yeah. I, I call myself a recovering people pleaser and like (laughs) you have to, in my experience, I really had to let go of other people's expectations of me because those cords that I was allowing myself to be tied to expectation was keeping me stuck. And if I hadn't cut at least a few of those cords, I never would have gotten to experience some of the things that I've gotten to experience that have led me to just wholehearted living. You know, um, it's, it's really hard, right? It's especially hard, you know, when, you know, I have a, a kind of a different lifestyle, right? Like it's just me. I don't have kids. Um, I don't have a partner, but I will say, that oftentimes creatives can also use that as an excuse not to lean into their creativity and start their creative businesses. I know a lot of creatives who um, have said that they wouldn't be doing their work, their creative work, if they didn't have kind of the security of, of their partnerships. And I just want to be on record as saying, as a single person, you are absolutely able to do the thing that you want to do. You can call this in and and it's absolutely possible for everybody. So, I mean, it's a little bit different, you know? Can you give some examples of times you had to, even at like a small thing of where I would normally, my normal self would usually choose this XYZ to make someone happy. But in this moment, I chose this. And sometimes mm-hmm. I think like even just seeing examples of how other people mm-hmm. are doing this, can help inspire us. So I'm wondering if anything comes to mind for you where you were like, normally I would say yes, because I assumed this person's expectation was that I did all these things for them. And instead I chose this and how that kind of played out. Yeah. I mean, I can talk a little bit about the year of yes in general. Like, tell me if you think that this kind of works, but yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, just even taking this year of yes journey, Um, I feel like the previous version of me before this, before this kind of dark night of the soul journey would have just gone and gotten a nine to five would have gotten something really safe and secure would have listened to my parents. (laughs) Right. Yeah. (laughs) And, uh, and just did the safe thing that I knew worked you know, and everything in my body and soul was saying, you can't do this anymore. This isn't how you're built. And I had to listen to that, um, and go and explore and go see and go try on a new place and go try on new people and go try on new versions of myself too. You know, I feel like so often when we, um, take off the masks 
of expectation, you know, like these masks that we have curated to just, you know, kind of, we tailor them to, to all of the people that really matter in our lives. When we let those masks fall, an even more authentic and beautiful version of yourself can rise to the top. And some of us go a long time without even knowing that person. But I will say, and I'm going to get a little choked up, when you meet that version of yourself, there's no question. You can't ever go back. Yeah, totally, totally. And I'm sure there's someone right in the middle of that place right now where they're like, listen, I know I'm really burned out and all the creative work I'm doing isn't fulfilling me and it's I'm doing it for someone else or a lot of these choices I'm making were for someone else. And I think we'll find ourselves, or at least I've found myself in that position so many times. And you like, I'm always there to mm-hmm. come back to. Like I, we can always put that roll down and pick it up later or, you know, whatever. Exactly. And I feel like you, when you come to meet that version of yourself, you want to protect it too, you know? And so you learn how to say no, which is something that is so scary for creatives running their own businesses. Sometimes it feels like if I say no to this job, what if another one doesn't come along, you know? And I mean, something that I have learned, especially through you that I have also seen in real time now in my life is that when you drop the bullshit, clients who are more aligned will find you. You clear that space for them to come find you. Yes, totally. Oh, I love it. Okay. <laughs> um, what about, I know there've been some other healing, healing modalities you've been exploring recently. Can you tell us more about some of the ones that you're maybe incorporating back now that you're, you're back in quote unquote, normal life, you're running mm-hmm. your business. What are some things that you've continued to make um, routines in your life? Totally. Like it doesn't have to be, you know, walking to the ocean and cold dipping for 20 minutes a day, right? Like people, normal people, (laughs) especially Nashville, you don't, you don't have that luxury, but there's little ways that I am able to, to, to kind of keep it up. Um, Meditation has been huge, but also moving my body. Like if I'm not walking in the woods, I have a yoga studio that I go to, um, here in town, moving my body in some way. Um, also journaling, journaling whenever I can. And, uh, and three minute cold showers, you know, Uh, those are all little things that people can do all the time. You know, eventually I'd love to have like a cold plunge and a sauna in my backyard, but you know, (laughs) yes, we're we're getting there. (laughs) We're getting there. It's on the vision board. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) exactly. Amazing. (laughs) What about in your creative business? Like what does business look like now? I know you you're having some of the biggest months you've ever had, but how is kind of trusting your intuition in, um, in your business and being more courageous in your business? How is that feeling? How are you kind of walking through some of that? Do you ever still get scared and shut down and, you know, freak out any of that? (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. Let's normalize it for a second. I get scared all the time, all the time. But the practice is to sit with the discomfort and to do the thing anyway. And that's the bravery. And I feel like sending out a quote of a number that scares the hell out of you, but sending it out anyway. And more often than not, those quotes are coming back with big yeses. And so it's it's taking risk, you know, um, 
it's taking risk and reaching out and meeting people. That's a huge one too. Um, expanding your network in that way and not in like the gross networky way, but finding somebody who just is somebody that is a dream client for you, somebody that you would love to work with. And then eventually, you know, having, having multiple people that you feel that way about taking risk, being brave for sure. Um, yeah. When you were doing this, I feel like when I'm seeing your year and thinking about all the different modalities, it feels kind of like experimenting, seeing, like trying things on, seeing what fit for you. If someone is in a place where they're just like, I forgot who I am. I'm so covered in just responsibilities and the day-to-day. I don't know. Do you have any encouragement for them of where to start or where to start experimenting and see what might fit for them? I love that. I think the best advice I've ever heard was follow the goosebumps and follow the things that are, that have piqued your interest that you've always been kind of, you know, curious about, go try it out. You know, maybe that's a yoga retreat, right? Maybe you have heard, you know, the term cold dipping and you want to try it out. You know, um, it's just, it's just paying attention to, to those specific things that have always sparked your interest because no two people are the same. Your curiosities are there on purpose. That's what makes you uniquely you, you know, it's, um, I think it it translates eventually into your niche, who you are as an artist, who, who you um, have as clients, the clients that you are interested uh, for photographers interested in in photographing. It's, it's everything that makes your business uniquely yours too. I agree. I love that. Follow the goosebumps. Um, There, it might be from the artist way or something similar to that, but someone, um, once told me I should do like an intuitive walk or an intuitive day where it's just like, I love that. go where you're like, Oh, that light looks pretty. And instead of ignoring that or pushing it down, you just go there or That's exactly it. Yeah. Or you're like, Oh, I really feel like I want a popsicle today. And instead of being like, you silly adult, you don't eat popsicles, <laughs> like doing it, you know? And so even just as a practice of learning to listen to those pings or those goosebumps exactly. or whatever, because I do think that we've gotten so far away from yeah. our own intuition and the own yeah. curiosities, our own curiosities that that pop up for us, right? That's exactly it. And what you just described was kind of the bones of the year of yes. It was, I'm going to do these things that I, that feel good to me. I'm I'm going to, if I have an inclination to, you know, um, take a left instead of a right, I, I, there, this was a real example. I ended up in this incredible Canyon surrounded by red rocks. I look over, there's a coyote, an owl swoops by. It's like, <laughs> just like, it was the most tangible example of following my intuition when I could have turned to go home, but something said, actually go this way. And I did. And it was this magic moment I'll never forget. Um, it's that in little practices for sure. I love that. Yeah. I love that. And I love it too. Cause I think we, we think we have to go real extreme one way or another. And you mentioned business coaching, which it's me. So, <laughs> you know, 
how, as you've come back into your business and life and you have, like, I, I think follow, continuing to follow your intuition, but also being open to things that, that other people have to say too. How do you, how are you kind of marrying those? Cause I think it can be easy for me at least to swing either. I'm going to only listen to what other people say. Or I'm only going to kind of do my intuition thing. Totally. I mean, maybe it was an intuitive thing to hire me. I don't know. But like, how did that kind of, <laughs> it was, <laughs> yeah, that's such a good question. So, um, I, I found in my own practices that because I feel safe and secure in myself, I feel safe enough to collaborate and to ask for people's advice and to ask for people's opinion, because I know what feels good to me now. I didn't, I didn't have that baseline before, but now I know it feels aligned. And so I think some of our best work as creatives is done in community, bouncing ideas off of people. This is why, you know, uh, masterminds exist, right? And it's because of that community where we, we kind of get different ideas, can bounce different ideas off of each other. And, you know, when you know yourself, you know, if you want to take advice or not. And (laughs) if you do that enough times, if you get, you start to trust yourself a little bit more, it's not as scary, you know, and the people pleasing part of that kind of falls away. I mean, sure. It still creeps in, you know, I'm not fully healed. I don't ever expect to be, but I am leaps and bounds ahead of the woman that I was three, four years ago. And that is something I am even more proud of than, you know, having a a five figure month. That's amazing. You know, after everything went down and the dust was settling and I knew that I was one moving out of my dream house and moving into my friend's attic, (laughs) which really happened. Uh, I was surrendering the biggest love of my life because it wasn't working. And I was doing all of these things that felt so on all accounts wrong. Um, I mean, obviously I spiraled into depression and I just want to normalize that. You know, there is nothing wrong with having seasons, um, where you can't, you can't get out of bed. You can't run a business. And I think, you know, people in my life knew that I was sad, knew what I was going through, but they didn't know how bad it was because people who are really depressed can look like me, you know, and they can ask you about your, you know, your sister or ask how your folks are doing. And, um, and I was in a really scary, dark place. And a few times the advice that I was given was, you know, well, you just gotta, you know, pick yourself up by the bootstraps. You just gotta, you just gotta, you know, fix this thing and, and carry on. And I just remember thinking that's all good and well, but like, I don't even know what the fuck's broken. I don't know which part has stalled the engine, you know? And so it's like this, um, it's like you have a lawnmower that won't go. It just won't go. And somebody is saying, well, just fix the lawnmower. It's like, well, if I knew how to do that, I would fix the lawnmower. But in order to do that, you have to take the whole thing apart. You have to see and spend time with each part, seeing if it's the one that's broken. And I think 
so often, you know, we're kind of a society of quick fixes. We don't put a lot of, of weight or emphasis on giving yourself space. And I needed the space to take my, my parts apart. I needed the space to look at each one, pick it up and see if it was the broken one. And there were multiple broken pieces, you know, and those for me looked like, you know, um, depression, self-sabotage, codependency. Um, yeah, some really big pieces that I needed to spend time on and, and see if I could get them working a little bit better. And anyway, when I was able to kind of dust them all off and put them back together, the whole thing started working again. Um, and so I just kind of want to normalize creating the space that, that you need to kind of take the parts apart. Sometimes you can't expect to keep pushing something that is breaking down. You have to build in time to, to process. I love that you mentioned that because I do think, of course we all want quick fixes and of course we all want our friends to not be suffering or in pain. But I think all of us have a moment like that at some point in our life where just need to give ourselves space to, yeah. Um, yeah, to take, take it all apart to, you know, realize you need to undo some things to figure it out. And, um, and yeah, not rush the process. So I love that you mentioned that and, and even, you know, giving someone the permission to slow down, to look at those things, but also like, it come it comes back right it didn't all it comes back differently but like life didn't end because you stopped you know mm-hmm. like there's another side of it as well mm-hmm. exactly and you, you you know you come back stronger which is something i didn't expect well if people are wanting to connect with you and your work um, where can they find you on the internet? And maybe is there anything that you really are excited about that you want to share that you're um, kind of exploring in your creative business journey right now as you've come back? Kind of this, um, it's like, do you relate with the Phoenix the, um, Phoenix moment? I'm like, that's, <laughs> I'm, just Dude, always, I would, I'm just always like lighting myself on fire and coming back a different <laughs> creature. So I, I love that. <laughs> I was just having this conversation with a buddy. Uh, I was like, I should just get a tattoo of a Phoenix rising from a dumpster fire because that's what it kind of felt like, (laughs) but yeah, 100%. I love that you said that. Yeah. Um, so www.jessiewattsphotos.com is my website. Um, Instagram is at Jesse Watts, J-E-S-S-I-E, W-A-T-T-S. And my, um, yeah, uh, my cowabunga wisdom is, uh, is at cowabunga wisdom. I'm so excited about this again. It's just like, I'm calling it just sort of some choice nuggets for the wild ride. <laughs> that Amazing. is, <laughs> but it's so helpful to have these reminders. Cause again, it's, um, it's really, it's for me, it's to help me stay reminded, um, to stay in flow of, of everything that, um, I'm learning and will continue to learn. I love that. 
Well, thank you so much for being on the Dangerous Creatives Podcast and sharing your story. And um, make sure you tag us or reach out if you um, if you're relating with anything that we talk about today or relating with some of what Jesse said. I know we would always love to hear from you. So, thanks for tuning in, and thanks Jesse for being on. Thank you so much for having me. This episode was produced and edited by the lovely Jen Madigan Creative. Music for this episode was written and recorded by Jamie Lono and Shammy D. Thanks for being part of our Dangerous Creatives podcast community, and we'll see you again next time.